Beautiful Astrology Podcast. I'm Melanie Gurley, your host, resident astrologer at beautiful-astrology.com, where you can go to sign up for my email list and check out more podcast episodes and see my blog and find out what else is on offer. Right now, there's a sign-up list for just an interest list, actually, for some future online group process clubs. They're kind of like clubs. It's kind of like a class or a club, but it's um, creative process work facilitated by me and in a group, and it'll be through all of the main retrograde periods of next year besides Mercury, which happens too often and too fast, (laughs) and other people cover that, and also besides Uranus, because I'll be dealing with Uranus a lot myself, and so I am skipping that one for this year. So if you want to find out more, just go to beautiful-astrology.com and get on the interest list, and I'll be sure to email you when when there's more information available. You can also follow me on Instagram at beautifulastrology to see all of my posts that don't make it anywhere else and um, to get more information about, again, the podcasts and also those, those groups for next year. Today on the podcast, we are talking with Debbie Stapleton from Montreal. That's where she is now anyway. And Debbie is an artist and writer and astrologer and teacher and musician, and she does all kinds of creative work. It's, it was a really fun conversation. You will hear all about bringing the planets to life, different ways to do that, and how basically everything connects. Um, I really want you to listen just to hear all of Debbie's great ideas about engaging in astrology through art and so much more wisdom I can't even tell you. You just have to listen. So go ahead and do that and be sure to subscribe if you want to hear more. And we always like stars and comments in the review section. So feel free to do that as well. Thanks so much and enjoy the show. So today I have Debbie Stapleton with me. Hi, Debbie. Hi, Melanie. How are you? Great. Um, Great. And we met at UAC in 2018 and we connected. I know it's been, it's been a minute. It's like, yeah, we've, we've been connected a while and we, we really connected over art though. I remember, I remember talking in the lobby and being like, yeah, it was, (laughs) it was really cute. It was like a really fun, um, revelation to meet you, but that was like my first major astrology conference. And I was like really dutifully trying to go to bed Oh. And I sunk in, I sunk into the couch next to you and we just sort of floated into this like dreamy artistic conversation. And we were talking about our synastry. I think we had some like mutual sun, Venus, moon, Venus, something going on. And I kept thinking, okay, this, she's so great. I got to go to bed though. And I kept <laughs> thinking I was going to get up and go to bed and it just wasn't happening. So I just like relaxed into it. It's like, you're just right where you need to be right at the moment <laughs> I love that so great. yeah it was really sweet it was fun uh to meet you um but yeah over um artwork it's really uh cool to like meet other astrologers that have um an art making practice and one that kind of enhances or cross-pollinates the astrological practice <laughs> for sure <laughs> it's very yeah. cool 
And for me, it's I, I have like a keen interest in that exact thing that you just said, just how they kind of inform each other and and dance together. And I I just think that the it's such a more it's such like a enriching experience to engage in art in terms of astrology because it's it like um, elucidates it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree. Yeah, well, so let's get into that in a minute because I want to talk about your art and how that works for you. But I also just want to give people a little uh, more introduction about you. So um, can you tell us where you are, first of all? And then, like, um, I'd love for you to share a little bit about your art history and also your astro history, just so people know kind of what what you're about. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm uh, Canadian, so I'm up in Canada, currently based in Montreal, Quebec. Um, unfortunately, my French is not very good. It's a bit shameful, but um, I know that you speak French. It'd be fun to dip into that, but I, I probably won't because I'll embarrass myself. But anyways, I'm in Montreal. Uh, I've been here for about two years, and it's been a really great um, city for me getting connected to folks. Um, people are really interested in astrology and it feels like the scene is really growing here. Um, and yeah, so that's where I am. I'm up here doing um, in-person and sometimes online consultations. I started teaching introduction to astrology uh, locally, which has been really fun and enriching. And um yeah and it was kind of interesting that my visual art practice sort of like um really got re reignited here in Montreal so I've looked at a little bit of the relocational astrology and there was some really interesting clues in that uh, chart that made me think oh <laughs> some astro artistic mojo got activated here so uh -huh. mm-hmm Love it. And then you're, you're a certified astrologer, right? You've done the, I believe you were doing some tests at UAC when we met at the, the, uh... yeah. Yeah. I was like, um, I've been like a self-taught self-directed astrologer for a very long time. Um, all of that began in earnest somewhere in the mid nineties, mm -hmm. but was really interested in astrology ever since I was a kid. And I had been practicing it sort of like, I guess in like isolation, like as a hobby, I kind of always did it. Uh, I never thought of it as something that I wanted to do as a profession. Although folks were always suggesting that I do it. They would say, Oh, you should do that as a job. But I, I just never thought about it that way for a long time. So I decided to um, pursue astrology certification with ESAR um, just because I had been so like self-directed for so long, I just wanted to have some sense of like um, a community or elders or peers just evaluate me just to make sure that I wasn't, you know, meandering off <laughs> inventing my own thing or something, which right. I guess could be cool too. So yeah, I just decided to put myself through the paces and um, get uh, certified and traveling from Canada. It seemed like, the it was like a really like kind of like efficient process that I could kind of finish up all the loose ends in one big trip uh, at UAC. Mm -hmm. So 
it was really exciting. My whole head had exploded and, um, it was like Uranus had just gone into my 11th house. So (laughs) it was pretty epic. It was really epic. So yeah, but it's felt really good to obtain that certification, at least to kind of let me know that my studies of kind of like contemporary, um, you know, astrology up to that point, you know, I was on the right track. I, I, I knew my stuff. Um, and then since then, and kind of a little bit before then too, I've really been branching more into traditional astrology, um, and studying that, uh, in earnest. And that's really, really renovating the whole architecture of my practice. Um, so that has been really, really enriching and really fun. Um, and a bit obsessive. (laughs) (laughs) If that makes sense. Yeah, that's how that goes sometimes. I mean, kind of astrology is like that anyways. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I I always feel like once you pop, you can't stop. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Just going back. (laughs) Once you know. Once you pop, you can't stop. It makes you think of like a champagne cork (laughs) coming off of the bottle and then there's you know, delicious champagne foam all over the place. But it's like with astrology, it's almost like all the corks are popping off at once. It's like, <laughs> oh, there's just so much information and only so many glasses I can hold. So learning how to like pace myself and continue to like integrate the knowledge gradually. And, um, you know, Mercury and Sagittarius, I'm pretty eager to uh-huh. <laughs> bite it all off and what uh-huh. choose. <laughs> Yeah. So speaking of integrating, I feel like that might be um, one thing that doing the art can help with. How do you, does that work for you? Do you find that to be true? Yeah, for sure. I mean, thinking about like my, you know, my art practice um, and my astrology practice, like reflecting on when those began and how they grew, um, it was sort of like, an, I think it was just like a natural thing that happened. Like they've always kind of been growing and evolving in, in tandem, if that makes sense. Just being a creative person, a real visual thinker, um, thinking in texture and color um, very early on. And it's really interesting because I, I went to art school, like I have a diploma of art and I did some university uh, courses in art as well. And it's when I, my understanding of astrology was just sort of kind of like budding and emerging. Um, and I just had this, like, I don't know what it was. It was sort of like this compulsion to start painting these spheres as like this uh, school project or circles rather. And then they kind of took on more weight and form, but it was just these serial images of these like circles that had these like energy cores, these colors, these textures. And then out of nowhere, I just started naming them after planets like, oh, my gosh, this one feels so Mars to me or this one feels so Jupiter. It was like it was like the color and the texture of the sphere felt like uh, the planet. And this had something to do with um like when I was a kid, I was really into astronomy and science and I um, used to like lay in bed at night thinking like, oh gosh, like technology is not going to advance quick enough for me to travel to the planets. So I get really frustrated about this. And then when I discovered astrology, 
uh, by accident thinking I was getting an astronomy book. I got an oh. astrology book and this was the thing that went, oh, this is what I'm looking for. I think I wouldn't have put it into those the words when I was a kid, but I was yearning to have some connection or some relationship with um, the planets. I wanted to reach them and know them somehow. So astrology was the way it was sort of like the vehicle to kind of like fold space, if you will, and really get to know these planets as these like characters. And this is long before I had much of a concept of like their mythological proportions from Western history or that they're regarded as gods. I just always thought that they were very like, um, evocative and it, it just seemed really intuitive that there was something colorful and energetic about their presence. Mm-hmm. So yeah, then when I was in art school, this, this whole thing happened. And then my painting practice kind of, it faded away. I got more into uh, music. I was singing and playing in like bands and stuff. And then um, I got more into like textile art and this kind of thing. And then, yeah, it was just like when, Uh, the astrology was always there kind of always a part of my daily like practice or my worldview um but as I say it was like in the last few years suddenly um when I wanted to kind of start posting and like putting my astrology work out there like online uh I wanted to create images to go along with that so that I didn't have to think about copywriting or anything and then boom this whole all of this stuff just came flooding back like this way of um, you know, bringing the planets to life, so to speak, with that same color and presence. So I haven't looked at the astro on that, like to see if some big pattern repeated that picked up from that time. Um, it, it's just really cool. And it was this really nice sense of like a closed loop or a, um, a completion and a lot of satisfaction that something that I began so long ago got picked back up again and it it's like really meaningful and um you know it like it didn't get a, go to waste or get like lost in fact it's now made a comeback in it in a way that's much more intimate and more powerful and um really important to me mm-hmm. and they're so they're so on point <laughs> I've not I mean I've been watching you on Instagram for a while pretty much since we met I would say and um mm-hmm. I keep commenting, you know, like you've like developed it more, like, look what you're doing, you know, and they're so simple, but it's, I think that's part of their power, you know, they're, they're, um, they're like really clear. Like you can feel kind of what you're saying. You can feel the energy of, of that planet through this Mm. dream that you've made. Um, that's awesome. That, that means a lot that you would see that. And also your, your feedback, over the last couple of years has, has meant a lot too, because, uh, it's great to have other artists, um, you know, cause you un- probably really understand that like process and like what it, what it takes to kind of grow and, and develop and evolve and keep pushing the envelope of the work. So you're not getting like, uh, stuck in a rut or what have you. So mm-hmm. it's been really nice to have that, um, connection with you. It's been really encouraging. Good. <laughs> Yeah, and I hope people go check it out on Instagram. Um, I'll put all the links in the show notes, of course. Do you want to share your handle? I don't want to get it. Oh, yeah. It's um, at holistic Mm -hmm. underscore 
astrology and that's um holistic without a w so yeah. h-o yeah more like a whole on not a not a whole <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> and the holistic is just a reference to like really i you know i'm i'm, I'm just a person that's always been a real cross pollinator like i I also um, am a herbalist. I've had time as a yoga teacher. So there's also this element of not only wanting to explore like a pictorial and colorful and textural relationship with the planets, but also understanding um, how astrology can relate to uh, the body and how we're feeling and our energy. And I think that's the thing I really enjoy and admire about the approach that you've taken with your work is that you're actually using all of that planetary color and texture to like map out uh, bodies, which is super intriguing to me because it's sort of like the planets, they are themselves these great bodies that have mm-hmm. presence and energy so pure and undistilled and then mapping all that out in our like elemental uh, bodies that are like transmitting all of that here is really really cool um, <laughs> it's super fun too <laughs> yeah yeah so anyway yeah holistic astrology is just like trying to um you know use and explore astrology in so many different directions just with this personal philosophy that i have um that everything is connected on some level and yeah. putting that astrological view at the the core, the hub of my perception, it sort of helped me see things in the world that seem, that could seem really like disparate and sort of showing that everything is kind of connected in this really great um, web of meaning and and energy and cosmic rays. (laughs) Yes, for sure. The vibe. It's true. That's kind of, Partly how I really got into astrology myself actually is through what really turned me on is kind of just what you're talking about. We I took a class about um, tarot archetypes and we were invited to make altars using all of the correspondences. And it was just oh, a magical wow. process for me to see, to bring, you know, to make it 3D, first of all, to make it mm. like have smell and texture and animals and plants and you know the tarot card and then the astrology and it all to make one altar for that archetype just really brought it to life for me plus we would do these journeys and go to meet the archetype in our minds um so that was amazing Mm. and it sounds whoa that sounds awesome yeah it was super cool and it reminds me also of your work and your posts like we you use your art and then you also sometimes include the tarot and I didn't know about Mm -hmm. your herbal history that's really exciting too Um, yeah well when I started that account I had the intention to put more of the herbal correlations and seasonal recommendations um, into the feed but the last couple of years it seemed to evolve more into um yeah, I don't, I don't include it as much as I had uh, intended. So I think it's just a sign that some, something is kind of maybe the direction is maybe shifted a little bit in my work, like, um, which is fine. But um, 
Yeah, and I'm losing my train of thought. <laughs> what I was going to well, say I think about maybe that, that'll come yeah. back around in another time, yeah. like the art did, you know. Yeah. Um, exactly. But also, you said so. You do post horoscopes on your um, Instagram, and it uses your art and your, and then you use a corresponding card, and then you're writing for the the horoscopes, and then um, yeah. Also, you said you're going to be teaching an astro and tarot class there. Right. Yeah, I started um, teaching like introductory classes um, locally here in Montreal. Um, I think, you know, Montreal has a history and community of being pretty active with astrology. Like in the last two years that I have been here, I think there's probably more people here doing astrology than I I realize, but sort of in my sphere or in my friend group and this type of thing, um, I'm finding that there's just like a real like opportunity or a real opening, um, for, for people to, to learn. So I think maybe the dots will, will connect the more I kind of expand and get out there. So yeah, I've been offering those intro classes lately. And in the last couple of cycles that I offered, people kept asking about this, like astrology and tarot, like what's the relationship? Do you know much about that? And I was like, yeah, I love it. Um, I really love the relationships and the correlations between them for all the reasons that we mentioned. Um, so I decided to just try my hand at crafting an intro class about that. It'll just be like four weeks Um sharing that locally cool um, and that'll yeah, be in November so November 14th every Thursday evening for four weeks Jupiter's day <laughs> Good yeah. for and that'll be live yeah. not not online right that's or is it online? yeah it'll be live I'll record the audio and I think anyone that's locally signed up for the course they're going to have um access to that audio but if it comes off nicely like I may post it on my site if people are interested Mm -hmm. I guess I should I should I should have said in person is what I meant not live oh yeah in person yeah definitely local Uh, yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) so that's exciting because I think in person you know offers a whole other I love online like it's such a great way like you said you were working in isolation for a long time and and um there's such a vibrant astrology community like on Instagram and Facebook and I I hear on Twitter (laughs) astro Twitter I'm not on I'm not really on Twitter I'm kind of trying to be but um yeah anyway but there's like nothing like being together in the same room even though you know like when you went to UAC and said it was kind of was mind-blowing right yeah 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 it is in person I think is of course, always going to be my favorite. I, um, I guess just with the online offerings, it's, I think it provides more flexibility for people, but as we know, Mm -hmm. as we've enjoyed, but, um, yeah, I think I like, will always want to do something in person and local in, in addition to offering some online connection. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned music and I, and I, remember seeing things about music and sound with you and your partner, right? Is any of that astrology oriented or is that set kind of separate? Um, the astrology ends up being woven into those evenings for sure. Um, cause we have 
like a discussion period after. And Brian James, my partner, um, he will talk about like the yoga piece. We'll both kind of talk about the music and sound. And then I'll talk a little bit about the cosmic weather. And it's so wild. It's actually quite uncanny what will happen in these um, journeys. Because what they are is they're these, we call them music movement medicine nights. And um, my partner and I have like a background playing rock music together. <laughs> and now we've got our whole like spiritual quest. It's all like evolved into this now uh, using music for like a healing um, and, you know, visionary journey um, purpose. So that's kind of neat. That's like a whole other story. But anyway, so it's really uncanny what'll happen when people, they'll, they do a little bit of yoga, kind of get them in their body, get them grounded. And then they lie down and sort of like a really supported Shavasana type restorative pose. And then Brian and I um, create some music and sometimes it's very freeform and soundscapey and textural Sometimes we're seeing some uh, medicine songs that he brought back from Peru. And people get up and they have these really interesting reports. Like they'll share the visual experiences they have when they go into these lucid, reform journeying states. And I am really blown away. You know, I don't know if it's just the, fil the filter of my own perception, but how many... Um, experiences people have that are really on point with the current astro weather like we had one night where it was a full moon in pisces and everybody was journeying and i hadn't talked about pisces or anything like that um yet and then everyone kind of got up and they were talking and all of the many of the people in the room were saying things like I went on this like ocean journey. I saw, you know, fishes. I swam with a whale. There were three women in the group that didn't know each other separately had these visions of this great um, ocean goddess emerging out of the ocean. And there was a Portuguese woman in the room who said, Oh, it's Yemanja. And so everybody was talking about, and this whole like oceanic healing journey and i'm just sitting there going oh my god it's like <laughs> full moon in pisces and everyone's going on this full-on ocean healing journey mm -hmm. so of course i shared that with everyone and then we sang this um song team and jaw together and it was just epic and i was like mm -hmm. i can't imagine anything more piscean than this so <laughs> sometimes yeah the astro does um get worked in there if I can elegantly and without forcing it kind of bring that nuance to the night I, I will nice um, I love that I'll help hold that space but yeah it was really really rad and there's other examples but sure um, but it's another way of using creativity um with astrology too um that's musical and something about the music and the sound seems to evoke uh the visual so yet again there seems to be a connection or a relationship mm -hmm. for sure and mm -hmm. I feel like um that same thing happens with our dreams for people who remember dreams and and can track them a little bit with the movements of the cosmos you can see those the themes coming up by personal mm -hmm. transit or just by like you're saying it was a full moon in Pisces 
a lot of people report that even in our um, Facebook community with the astrology, some people who track their dreaming. Mm -hmm. And I also Mm -hmm. love what you're saying. I've had experience of that too, where just when there's a group, like a room full of people journeying, there's often this kind of blending that happens. Like you're saying, like they all saw the same thing. I love it. <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah. There's some, like a weaving together of that, you know, energetic space. It's almost like we're sharing it. We're like sharing that dreamscape. So yeah. what's that about? <laughs> totally. <laughs> Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One, another one of those mysteries that we that we just are observing, you know, like we, I can't explain it, but I, I recognize it, you know? Yeah. I love also not, not trying to explain it Mm -hmm. anymore. I think there was a phase in my life where I was like, well, what's going on? There's got to be a reason or let's map this out. And I don't know. I just feel like really, just really into relaxing into the mystery and just letting things happen as as they will and just enjoying the wonder of that and not having to kind of um put it into a formula or box it in or mm-hmm. you know what I mean it's I like do, I yeah. want to just <laughs> let's just re-enchant things let's not disenchant everything <laughs> all the time oh that's just when your brain waves are doing that thing when you're laying down it's like yeah yeah I know but it's amazing <laughs> totally amazing <laughs> yeah. Hundred percent. Like, yeah, science is science, and it's still magic. <laughs> you know, like that. Yes. <laughs> so, so many things in the world are are exactly that. Like, you know, we know yeah. the sun go where the Earth is turning, and it makes it seem like the sun is rising and falling. And still, it's like there's day and night. You know, there's yeah. We know what's making it doesn't take away the the profundity of it. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I agree. Uh, super fun. So how often do you do that? Those um, sound journeys? Oh, we try to do them once a month. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've been a little busy lately. Like Brian uh, just wrote a book uh, about yoga and ayahuasca. And it's like self-published. So he's been traveling around um doing readings like excerpts from the book and that's been really fun so that's interrupted a kind of our regular regular programming mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then I was doing a little uh, moving around traveling around too so I think maybe in the winter or in the new year we'll get back on that because they're really um they're really nice I feel really good too I feel like I also benefit from the healing of it just by getting into that calm state to facilitate it Mm-hmm. So I always want it to be. So yeah, we try to do it once a month. Mm-hmm. With with some yeah. wiggle room, <laughs> it just comes around. Yeah, around. yeah. <laughs> we gotta we gotta flow with all the things that are happening and yeah. um, adapt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mm-hmm. mentioned ayahuasca, and actually, um, I feel like that is another time when the the astro can come through and be really clear. I've heard that. I've never done it, but I've heard from other mm. people. And on different podcasts, mm-hmm. the the timing of even taking the ayahuasca is very transit specific, which makes sense. But also mm-hmm. the, uh, the journey it would have, it's just like the dreams or like the sound journeys that you're talking about. The, mm-hmm. the energy of the moment is going to show up, right? 
Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. That I have no doubt. I mean, I haven't explored visionary medicines or plants since I've taken up my astrology practice in earnest. But before that I had, um, I have, you know, drank ayahuasca a few times actually, and, um, had some really amazing, very, very pictorial, incredible patterned, uh, journeys that, you know, were really fascinating. So of that, I have no doubt. I mean, it just stands to reason, like if we're thinking about, you know, these cosmic, uh, rays, these, these spheres, these beings, these planets that emit this, you know, energy and it, translates down to us on earth and into all of you know nature and all of its elemental forms and then you you drink like you know uh, a visionary medicine or even anything else that can get you into that state like music can get you into that state like a Mm -hmm. repetitive drum beat can take you into that state of like you know calming your mind um relaxing you taking you into this sort of lucid um consciousness where you just are open i think you're much more open um and able to perceive and and receive things around you that normally we've got sort of our day-to-day um blinders on we just have to kind of like you know hone or prioritize a certain amount of stimulus just to get through the regular day but when you're in that medicine space whether it's evoked by plant medicine or music um or sound it just opens you up so yeah now you're reminding me that i think (laughs) i think i need to like revisit that um space with um medicine and see and just sort of see like i think it might help to kind of adjust or recalibrate or help me sift through or integrate some of uh this massive astrological uh download that i've been receiving in the last few years so um yeah but but always to say that you know just a disclaimer like uh doing these things with an experienced facilitator very very safely and obviously it's not uh, for everyone. And mm-hmm. as I say, there's many ways that you can get into that space. And that's partly why my partner and I do it with, um, music. Um, and I'll bring like herbal tinctures. So maybe people can have like, uh, a little bit of a rose tincture or, um, dandelion root or something like that. That's not particularly psychotropic, but it'll be, it'll have a very gentle plant consciousness in the, um, tincture and also talking a little bit about the planetary energies that are aligned with that plant as well. So there's ways to explore, like opening up to all of these things without it having to be something really super powerful and potent. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. There's a lot of different ways to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's nice though. Um, there is something about, I think just I guess setting setting an intention and kind of taking the time space out of your regular life in order to uh, engage. Yeah. You know, I think even just that first step of I'm going to check in, you know. Yeah. And yeah. And and especially in a in a group, I I feel like there's something uh that happens in community 
that enriches that potential. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. Well, I didn't know we were going to mm-hmm. talk about that. That's fun. <laughs> I didn't either. <laughs> Love but it. I mean, it's, it has informed um, the art making, like it has informed and evolved uh, the way that I, you know, make and administer music and some of the visionary states that I've experienced has definitely like enhanced the way that I make art, the way that I use color and pattern and that sort of thing too. So it's been, it's been part of it. So I guess we're going to talk about it all. We should talk about everything. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So how would you say that using, so I, I'm hearing that those, it's kind of like everything goes together, the the mind, heart, soul, and this world and that world, mm-hmm. and then also um, mm-hmm. astrology and art and all of the correspondences. Mm-hmm. But is there is are you able to share a little bit about how your creative engagement with um, your art in particular has enhanced or affected your understanding of astrology? Is it like does it bring how does it work for you? Like, does it help you integrate or does it ever like help you solve a problem or does it show you something you wouldn't have seen otherwise? Or is it more just like an expression of what you're feeling? How would you describe what it is doing for you or why you're doing oh. it? Well, it's super, super interesting uh, question. A super interesting way to think about something that I think I often just sort of do and kind of take granted. I I would say that everything that you just mentioned plays into it on some level for sure. Um, You know, cause it's like with astrology, you know, we spend a lot of time like, you know, reading and more and more time on the computer now because we've got, you know, software and uh, you know, so I just sort of noticed that because there's so much information and technique and history um, that we can access now more more than probably ever before at once because of technology. It's like I think it can go into this very or engage at least my engagement of astrology and can go into this like almost really cerebral, technical, theoretical type of space like really quickly. Where now I just feel like I'm. It's not embodied like and just because of my other practices, I want. I want everything that I'm studying and doing to somehow come down into my body and become something embodied that I'm metabolizing and integrating very deeply into my whole uh, being. And so when making the art, I feel like when I'm making the visual art, for one thing, it's a nice break from, you know, getting away from say like, uh, language or numbers or using my brain a particular way, it shifts and switches up the way I'm using my brain to kind of freshen things. It gives me a break away from my screen. I'm pretty strict about like the foundation of my art always being like analog and handmade. Like it's, I have Photoshop. You can do watercolor fun stuff on Photoshop, but to me, I just want to do something that's tactile. Yeah. So it's kind of keeping me mentally healthy, but it's also switching me over to taking all of this information that I'm, you know, taking in and turning it into something tactile and sensory to help me like encode it differently and, and embody it and metabolize it. 
And then in, in doing so, I feel like my relationship with planetary energies uh, has deepened because it really feels like portrait-like, like I'm painting up like a picture of Saturn or a picture of the moon and what the moon is like at a certain phase and a certain sign and then blending those things together. It's a really cool creative challenge. It's like, how do I paint Venus, Trine, Neptune, um, both in like water signs? Like, what does that like look like? Like, what does that feel like? And I feel like if, it enriches my relationship to that on a visual and embodied level. I feel like when I'm consulting or even teaching, I'm able to communicate so, so many more like levels to my client or to my student in such a way that I'm hoping that some visuals will really plant themselves into their heart or plant themselves into their mind. So it's something that will grow with them that they won't forget. Mm -hmm. um, and it depends on how people learn, but I just want to have all, all tools available. Like I essentially, I want it to bring it to, to life for people because it's my life. It's becoming my whole life. You know, it is my whole life. What am mm -hmm. I say becoming? It is, it has been for a very long time and I have, it's just taken me a long time to kind of admit it. <laughs> um, so it not only is it my life, I feel like it is very alive because, you know, this planetary forces, the, the cosmic rays, the presence of these planets, it's like animating and enlivening our world. So I want it to be just as vivid and lively as, as, as possible when, I, when I'm sharing it with people that are curious to engage. That's my approach, and it keeps it really interesting for me. <laughs> like That's how I want to share it, so I get super excited. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, I think that when I'm taking a break and being more tactile and deepening my, my relationship to like what aspects and planets and this sort of thing kind of look like and feel like, um, I really think that that does help to kind of, uh, integrate, uh, everything. And there's probably some science on this. <laughs> there's probably somebody that could say, Oh, well, it's fairly scientifically proven that if you, switch gears or you do another activity or uh, I don't know. And that would be really cool to know what that is exactly. But again, um, I'm just enjoying it. It just feels really intuitive um, to explore art and astrology in tandem this way. Mm -hmm. For sure. Mm -hmm. If you were going to give advice to someone who, who kind of maybe thinks of themselves as not an artist, quote unquote, of how to, mm. how to begin like exploring astrology through some kind of visual like visual medium visual medium thank you <laughs> uh, yeah what what would be like kind of your top tip or like gateway oh. question yeah like if people wanted to make um imagery i think um like for one thing don't be really critical or hard on yourself. I really believe that the creative process um, is everyone's birthright. And there's so many um, mediums for us to explore that. Um, I'm sure people have a lot of wounding around that, like being a little kid, not coloring in the lines and, and then some kid next to them that knew how to do that. And then they go into that comparative space and think, Oh, that means I'm bad at art or something. And, 
you know, no. maybe you're just had a lot of Uranus in your chart. I don't know. You just wanted to color out of the lines, like just forgive yourself and don't put any pressure on it. First of all, just allow, just be selfish and allow it to just be for you. It's just for you. You know, it's just for you to have fun. It doesn't have to be good. Throw out any notions of what you think is good. Get more into not what you think it, it's supposed to look like, but what does it feel like to do it? Like part of the reason why I really enjoy art making, and I've primarily been um, a painter, and, and I've done some textile art as well, is that it just feels really good. Like there's something really satisfying about taking a fat brush, dipping it into a big, you know, tub of paint and just like pushing it around on the paper and just watch it, like watch what it does. Think about how it feels. Even let that little kid inside of you just get gleeful about making a mess. Like it's my art. It's my paper. I can do whatever I want. Like just, just get in that playful forgiving space. And then I would say if you're curious about like, linking up your astrology knowledge and love with playing with art. Like just think about something like, Oh, it's a new moon in Taurus. Wonder what that looks like. And I mean, you know what it looks like. I mean, you're going to go outside and look up at the sky and the moon is in the dark dormant phase. And you could think about, you know, the mythology and the cycle of that. Um, But then go into like an internal space, like close your eyes and kind of imagine it in maybe like a fanciful type of way. And that's kind of like what I do. It's just like I close my eyes and I I see this kind of like weird, trippy inner space where the full moon and Taurus looks sort of like a bio something. Like it could look like something I saw under a microscope or it could look like something that came out of a NASA painting of a galaxy. It's like thinking about the microcosmic, the macrocosmic, like just like give yourself permission, get into how it feels and then pick a little project and think about it in your head first for a moment. And then think about it in your body a little bit, like what that might feel like. What's the mood? Is it tight? Is it open? Is it cold? Is it hot? And then just start playing around with it. I think just play. Mm -hmm. And Think about like what your tastes are. Like, are you sort of like a real minimal kind of modernist person and you enjoy like really clean, crisp lines? Maybe you're going to like collage. Like maybe you're going to love getting an old stack of magazines and slicing out a bunch of like cool, crisp shapes. And you're going to feel that satisfaction of like gluing them down on the paper and running your hand over it and saying, oh, that feels really nice. And maybe that'll be more your bag. Or maybe you're someone who's like really kind of organic and free form with the way you dress and you like stuff that isn't crisp and clean. Like me, I like watercolor because it's really flowing and it's a real meditation on letting go of control and just allowing the medium to do what it wants to do. It'll have more energy. It'll be better play around with things that are like that, um, that are just like a little messier, you know, maybe you are someone who might enjoy being on the computer. Like maybe you'll have a lot of fun with making really uh, technological looking art or something like this, but yeah, they kind of know yourself, know your taste. And then also you could go to the next level (laughs) because if you know 
yourself and you know you're a crisp modernist person, challenge yourself by playing around with a messy medium like uh, watercolor and then see what that feels like. And then maybe there's a mashup that could happen. Like maybe you could do a little bit of modern and a little bit of uh, something messy and see what that fusion is like. Like I've been meaning to do it. I think you were interviewing um, Sam about his astrological artwork, which is very like linear and kind of um, geometric. Yeah. And we were talking at Norwalk about like blending our artwork together because mine's kind of more like, you know, cool. like watercolory. So at some point, Sam, we will do the mashup. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And yeah. that's, that's another way to, to play too is art making can be really social as well. Like you could have a night where have an art night, a craft night, everybody bring like different things and sit in a group. Cause if you're someone who's like maybe like a little critical of yourself or you're shy to try and make art, if you're sitting with a bunch of people that you have a lot of fun with, it'll take a little bit of the pressure off of you and you, you could just be scribbling and drawing and making something while you're chatting with your friend and, and then look down and be like, oh, wow, I actually just made something. And then it happened right under your nose. Like, so group nights can be fun, um, passing the pictures around and letting people draw on them. These are like fun things we used to do in art school that are really great exercises. So, yeah. Um, I feel like that was a lot of information. <laughs> it was perfect. It was like the best, okay. <laughs> the best, like, um, that like kind of mental state, <laughs> you know, like coaching the coaching of the mental state and like people could sit down and do that right now, or they could do that for a year. You know what I mean? Like that was enough condensed information that, that someone could take that and run with it. So that was perfect. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Sweet. Well, I hope it's helpful. And, um, yeah, anybody wants to chat about it, you can reach out to me on Instagram and I'd be curious to hear how that goes for people. Yeah, for sure. I know. I love Astro Art Nights best. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you do them regularly where you are? Super regular. Sometimes? I just did one with some friends at their house and it was just great just because we're all on the level you know like we can talk about it and like and what it is mm. and I've done a couple of um pen pal things like I we you and I kind of did that for a second <laughs> it's easy to for them to fall away because of I know versus like social media but and then I've done it with yes. um, Grant Hannah too and it was the same thing we we did it for a little bit and then you know it just kind of falls away because we yeah there's work on instagram <laughs> so yes but there is something cool and i think again what you're saying like the the in-person thing because it can just flow like when you're mailing something back and forth it's a little slow it could be amazing but um yeah it's just there's not like kind of the juice inside of it mm. like you're saying if you take something and pass it to the person next to it and just keep going then you're in it and there's flow mm -hmm. happening um, well, and another thing I was just thinking too, it's fun about like the groups is the encouragement that can happen. Like you could make something and you're kind of looking at it like, I don't know, what is this? And your friends could look at it and be like, oh my God, that's amazing. Like, did you intend to do that? Like people will mirror and, and see things in what you create that maybe you didn't intend. Like, and that's another thing about the creative process that I really enjoy that I joined and really enjoyed about like um, songwriting and 
and making any kind of art is you follow this kind of like intuitive process. You don't have everything necessarily planned or rationalized out. You make this thing and then you put it out in the world, like a song or a painting or what have you. And then it comes to life and it takes on this new life because other people look at it and they'll see things in it that you didn't see. You didn't necessarily intend to put it in there, but it doesn't make it wrong that someone else sees something. And I think that's the beauty of like why I think visual art needs to be alive in the world or or art of any kind, because it creates these like um, pieces that ignite something in our imagination and like really feed our soul and help us to collectively go through these processes where this thing is taking me to this place in my imagination or my feeling that really helps us to kind of um, grow and pull things out of us that we couldn't access otherwise in day-to-day life. So Mm -hmm. it can be really great to have that like social feedback, even if it's just to encourage you to keep going and keep trying, but you might discover quite by surprise that you are some visionary artist and you didn't give yourself enough credit (laughs) for sure yeah Um, yeah that I do um soul collage and I have Mm. done series where I did a series a couple years ago with about Venus and so every time Venus ingressed into a new sign I would host a soul collage gathering and it's kind of like that it's it's um and we would talk about Venus ahead of time and and kind of try to have that be the general direction we were moving but the basic premise with soul collage is really to just respond to whatever is calling to you and mm-hmm. um to work with that and there's a, there's other suggestions and guidelines but um but yeah like what you're saying about people being these magnificent artists and not realizing it because collage I think is really accessible for people because the imagery is you don't have to create it you just have to recognize yeah, exactly. it and put it together so it's yeah, that's a really fun way to track transits, I think, is to do any kind mm. of creative work, but um with the imagery. It can be very that's fun. so great. Yeah. You're going then, into that like visionary space, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's and it's so accessible, like at, you know, it's just like you said, a stack of magazines. But mm-hmm. it's very easy to come by. So Love it. Any, um big news coming up you said you would offer your beginner class again in in next year but you have your astro yeah. class coming up you have a bunch of writing out in the world you said on horoscope.com and tarot.com uh or no, on um astrology.com yeah, astrology. i did a series about um plants and planets like the herbal correlations between planets and then I did another series on like lifestyle practices that you can embody during certain key planetary transits. So those are, I think they're in uh, stellar guidance and grounding elements. Okay. Uh, the two categories on astrology.com, those two series. Um, and then if you, if you've seen my Instagram art, then you'll probably recognize um the illustrations so you'll be able to find those um articles pretty easily um yeah yeah, it just went from like the sun to saturn you did the paintings for the 
yeah. articles. That's so cool. that's a really fun, super cool way um, that the art feeds into astrology practice as well. It's not necessarily the art being part of the kind of process, but also it being an accompaniment to something you're putting out that I've put out in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, which is another thing that could be really fun for folks to think about if you want, or if you are creating content and you do want to have some imagery that goes along with it, you could experiment if you're feeling confident um, with creating your own imagery. So you don't have to worry about like, you know, copyright and all that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, so yeah, it's really cool. So yeah, on astrology.com and I started writing some fun um, mercury based articles for the, mercury retrograde hub on uh, horoscope.com cool and so i'll be doing a little work with them uh also so it's super fun but uh yeah nariana from horoscope.com the head um astrologer there she's the one that discovered me on instagram and she's also an artist and an astrologer of course and so it's just rolled into doing all kinds of fun work with them so you never know. You put yourself out there in the world and you never know who you're going to meet or, or what opportunities are going to come your way. So I, I'm super blessed and really grateful to her um, for those opportunities. Yeah, that's really nice. I love it. And it's true. Mm-hmm. And you, sometimes you don't know how long it'll take either. <laughs> so you just keep doing your thing. Oh, yeah. It's like yeah. an act of faith for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you said you also do um, astro portraits sometimes. So what do those look like? So if I wanted to, um, maybe I message you on Instagram and say, hey, could you paint my chart? Is that what I would do? <laughs> yeah. Well, there's one format that I typically do. I'll take like the planetary ruler of the rising sign, uh, the planetary kind of vibe of the sun sign and the planetary vibe of the moon sign. And I create a portrait. It's like three spheres stacked on each other. Um, and that's a like, it's kind of like painting your big three. Mm-hmm. And um, that is available on my website on modernmystic.com, modern-mystic.com. Um people can just go in the shopping area and and purchase um, uh, an astrology portrait that way. And it's just one of my like hand painted uh, watercolor paintings. So that's really, that's really fun too. Cause I guess in my head, I don't know, maybe just from having the yogic background, I think about, you know, the chakras, these like swirling energy centers along the spine. And so I think that's kind of like, must be a clue as to how I'm kind of visualizing people's planetary energies, like stacking up or something. Uh (laughs) So that's how I created that format. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not necessarily supposed to align with the chakras, but I'm just thinking now that it's kind of like that. It it looks like these stacked like spheres of planetary energy and each one's like original and unique. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just kind of different power centers that you have access to right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love it. Um, so is there anything else you'd like to say or share before we go? Um, gee, hmm. not that I can think of at the moment. I feel like, um, 
I feel like we covered a lot of ground. It was For sure. Multifaceted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't think of anything else uh, unless there's anything else you want to ask me. No, I just always like to check and make sure if there's any, like any last thing that's bubbling up. I want to give space for that, but mm. like we've, we've done, did it. Of course, <laughs> I'm totally drawing a blank, uh-huh. but yeah, that was super done. fun. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming and being on the show. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's totally my pleasure. It's yeah. so fun to talk with you. Um, yeah. Kindred, kindred souls, astrology artists, folks, they're always so um, interesting to connect with. So yeah. thank you, Mel. Do you know what, what, ne- what conference you'll next be at? Oh, I really want to go to um, Norwalk 2020. And yeah, I'm pretty sure I'll be there. And I really would love to go to ESAR in September, being an ESAR certified astrologer and all I feel yeah. like that's my duty to go right. um that sounds like it'll be really epic and fun so if I can um sell lots of paintings and readings and things um hopefully I'll have enough in the coffers to do both great um, okay but yeah you'll be at Norwalk I'll be at both so I'll I'll love to oh. see we'll catch up then <laughs> epic oh I have yeah. to go to both I just have to yeah. Okay, and, now, and other people who are listening, if they're at either one of those conferences, you can catch up with Debbie there if you want to talk more. Art that would be doing. that would be great. And like I said, just reach out at holistic underscore astrology on Instagram. If you have any questions or want to chat or just connect or we could follow each other. Yay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Perfect. Okay. Well, thanks again, Debbie. And that was Debbie Stapleton. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. And again, if you would like to subscribe, be sure to do that before you go and leave a review if you like. And you can find out more over at beautiful-astrology.com about more podcasts, blog posts, sign up for my email list. You can even find buttons to go to Patreon and support the podcast, which helps a lot. Um, I really appreciate all of my patrons so much, and I periodically post surprise little videos just to give people kind of a deep dive on the current astro weather. Um, So that's one perk of being a patron, and there's lots of different levels you can join in on. So I do invite you to do that if you like, and stay tuned until next time.